everybody. Welcome to Flipping the Field, the college football podcast about all of college football. I'm your host, Patrick Mayhorn, and I'm joined by projected first-round quarterback, Ryan. Ryan, tough performance for you this weekend, but he, Todd McShay, Mel Kuyper, they're not wavering. They still think that you're a first-round pick. How are you feeling after this weekend's performance? Well, uh, I mean, I think my tools keep improving. Uh, I think I just keep adding more traits to, to the list. You know, people always tell me that my traits are really what, what makes me stand out here. Um, I, I've been told that it doesn't matter that I have a 49.3% completion rate uh, or that I'm throwing uh, seven interceptions with zero touchdowns. Um, but because I'm a big, strong boy who drinks his milk, um, that means I should be in the first round, and that's cool. Yeah, and, you know, I'm glad that it was very nice of the scouts to to reassure you that your, uh, your terrible bonitis will not be a problem for them. They don't have any issues with your bonitis, with the, the, the problems that it causes in your ability to throw the football. Um, very, very forward thinking of them. Um, it's the recap show. We've got week three to recap. It, it, there's some stuff to talk about here. We've got some stuff going on. We've got yeah, some, we got some meat to we've chew got, on. We've got some meat to chew on. There's a lot on this bone. Um, we're going to put 30 minutes on the timer, but before we do that, we're going to sell you some stuff. Meetamidfield.com, $12.99 a month. Uh, there's also an annual price that I don't know off the top of my head. But either, 110. 110. Either one would get you access to the premium posts, which are most of them on meetamidfield.com. All sorts of stuff. That yeah. includes... We had, I believe, I believe over 600 posts this Saturday game thread this week. Yeah. Uh, just absolutely going nuts on there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, uh, the message board, especially on game days, is a delight, but... All through the week, there's sort there's uh, interesting stuff happening over there, interesting conversations, stuff that you're just not going to get anywhere else on a on a football message board. Um, uh, there are of course the stories. We've got you know Ryan's weekly gambling uh, story, which I believe we've done fairly well in. Hopefully, we'll see yeah. that we have. We're going to say yeah, that we have cool. done well. Um, We've got you're the, over 500 collectively, despite Kevin being an absolute anchor away in a stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. We've got Ohio State specific stuff from DJ and Kevin. We've got Michigan specific stuff from Taylor and Ace. We've got all sorts of uh, general national stuff from me and Ryan. Um, it's a good time. You also get, of course, access to the premium podcasts, which are uh, there are three of them. There's uh, Bucket Problem, there's High Street Freaks, and then there's us. We're going to be recording the premium show. Directly after this one, we're going to be talking about Arizona State as a job. We're going to be uh, talking about some some big winners, some big losers. And then, folks, if you're a longtime listener, you know about this. If you're new, you will be introduced for the for the first time. We're bringing back the bonfire on the premium show. So you gotta you gotta you gotta fork it over for the bonfire now. We've 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 hidden the bonfire, and only true members of the club are able to access it. Um, but that's twelve ninety nine. It's kind of a Bohemian Grove situation. It's actually exactly like Bohemian <laughs> Grove. That was, that was sort of what I was thinking was that it's a very, very much a Bohemian Grove kind of uh, atmosphere that we've got going on over there in terms of location, in terms of the people who are attending, in terms of really everything that we do over there. So that's mm-hmm. uh, if you uh, you know yeah. if you're if you're if you're truly a member of the club, we'll say, and <laughs> you uh, you got to sign up at meetatmidfield.com. Um, and, and don't forget, by the way, we do have our special National Day of Mourning price uh, today for the Queen's death. So uh, <laughs> you will be able to, to access that at our National Day of Mourning or discount in memory of our, our beloved Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, 
yeah yeah um it's code code up the raw mm, uh, if you want to get that of course the uh the 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 day of mourning price is twenty dollars and three cents for the year because that's that's a uh, that's an important year for our group i'll just say as it stands right now uh 2003 and maybe even 2004 as we move further along into the year uh something that we're all keeping an eye on over here at uh at meet midfield uh also supporting this show uh, is Homefield Apparel. Homefieldapparel.com. Co- high quality collegiate vintage apparel. Um, right. You you just you're not gonna get it anywhere else. The shirts yeah. they're soft. They've got sweatshirts. They've got sweatpants. They've got yeah. uh, apparently three wins under their belt over there at Homefield because they are playing for Indiana. It is essentially mm-hmm. Homefield that is playing for Indiana. Uh, and, I, I uh, do think their work making the apparel for Prince Andrew's funeral attire was very nice as well. Yeah, it was very tasteful. Really good job with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very very tasteful. And, His uh, actions afterwards are not their fault, of course. No, <laughs> no, you can't. You, that that is the thing, and that's something to note. And and along with the fact that you can use code Meet at Midfield for fifteen percent off your first purchase, we do need to note here. We've been told to to tell everybody, um, Homefield is not liable for anything that is that that is, <laughs> that is done while you know wearing Homefield apparel. If you go out and you commit a crime while wearing a home field apparel shirt um you can't sue them you cannot they cannot be held accountable for that that's not how i don't really know where that even came from that's not how like attire works you can't be like oh well it was nike that made me do it when you like rob a bank wearing a nike ski mask or something like and yeah it's weird that they made the ski mask it's weird that there's a home field ski mask but you still can't it is cool if you're if you're like a 31 year old listener of ours who like you know lives in a, a small city uh, you should be buying the new Nike ski mask and also some cool Jordans to wear with it. You yeah, should be, yeah. You should be doing that. Yeah, yeah you should be. Forget. I want you to be dressed like the dad of a player who's taking a visit to Florida. Like I, I, you, you gotta be, you gotta be just wildly inappropriately dressed for. for the <laughs> a adventure. man with somehow the longest torso in the world and like low rise sweatpants on yeah. his son's recruiting. Visit. Yeah, <laughs> dressed. Yeah. He's dressed like basically like Paris Hilton in 2003. <laughs> yeah, a 48 year old man who looks like he's going as Kodak Black for Halloween. Like that's that's what we want. That's what we want you guys to look like. Uh, and the only way that you can do that is with home field apparel homefieldapparel.com once again use code meet at midfield all one word all caps i don't know that it has to be all caps but all one word for 15 percent <laughs> off your first purchase you can also check them out on twitter at homefield apparel um and uh don't say anything mean to them about indiana yet we're getting there i think i think we're going to be able to do it very soon but don't do it yeah. yet hold your fire um it's kind of like one of those situations when you're like in a medieval war movie and and we're like the guy who's telling the archers to hold their fire and yeah. you know and we're gonna we're gonna unleash soon. Don't worry. Once once it's ready, we'll be there. Yeah, we got a lot of itchy uh, trigger fingers among the archers in the uh, in the flipping the field Air Force. But guys, just just hold tight. We promise we'll let you uh, we'll let you unleash soon. Um, we're gonna unleash now. I've got 30 minutes on the timer here. We're gonna try and get as many of these games into 30 minutes as we can, and then we're going to finish presumably the last half of it in the next uh, whatever after 30 minutes. But there's a guideline, and it is starting. Right now, Florida State 35, Louisville 31. I didn't learn anything about either team. I, I didn't learn shit about shit here. It was a goofy-ass game. I mean, I guess we learned what, like, Florida State's backup quarterback is like, and he seems yeah. pretty good. He's uh, fine. Rodemaker. Yeah. yeah, he was all right. Like, yeah, he wasn't as good as Jordan Travis. Um, I, I mean, yeah, not a lot learned in this game. I guess it's nice to see Florida State. Like, this is a team, obviously, that would have folded in any kind of tough game for the last... I don't know, six, seven years. Yeah. Like seeing them fight through some adversity with injury stark with their two best players and come out with a road win at a conference opponent. Um, that's a big deal. Even if Louisville kind of sucks, it's still nice to be able to fight through that, get that win. 
Um, I thought we learned a lot about Johnny Wilson, who was who is uh, or not sorry, not Johnny Wilson. He's not on this team. Uh, uh, who who is the um, well, oh, the fucking it, transfer uh, that's not Ontarian? Uh, Johnny um, Wilson. It is Johnny. It is Johnny Wilson. Wilson. Okay, yeah. I wasn't crazy. Okay, okay, yeah. thank you. I, Sorry, there's too many fucking Oregon and Arizona State transfers in every roster. To yes. Keep track. Yeah. There's a um, there's another guy whose whose name is like exact. It's like pretty much the exact same. Who I, I know who you're thinking of. But yeah, seven catches, yes. 149 yards, two touchdowns. He was very good. He was he was very very good in this game. Kind of won them the game. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I, and, credit to uh, to Florida State for gutting it out. I guess I think that that's yeah, probably it, the takeaway. And those explosive plays through the air is kind of what made the difference here. Uh, that's that's kind of the last thing I want to say about it, but. Uh, the difference in this game, almost every statistical margin was equal. It's just that Florida State had explosive plays to the air. Louisville didn't. That's what, that's what won the game. Yeah, other thing, real quick here. Uh, Florida State rushing attack. We were right. It's really good. It's it's very, yeah. very, it's, it is reliably good. It's fun to watch. Really, really liked watching these guys run the ball. Um, good for them. Good win. Hope that Jordan Travis is not out for too long. Have not seen a ton on that. It didn't look great, yeah. but... It sounds like it'll be just next week when he's back after that. And they play UConn this next week. Oh, so. well, there you go. You know uh, what? You'll you'll yeah. take that if you're Florida State. And uh, uh, Jared Verse is unclear. Uh, we we have not heard about Jared Verse. Yeah, when he went down, the defense uh, struggled. The defense was not <laughs> was not doing great without Jared Verse, from what oh, I saw. Sorry, I was wrong. By the way, they don't play UConn. They play Boston College, but basically well, same. same, pretty much the same team. Um, yeah. Wyoming seventeen, Air Force fourteen. Folks, when you're right fifty-two percent of the time, you're wrong forty-eight percent of the time. I, we've said it before we will say it again um margins game here for air force just the the not the kind of team not the kind of system that you can run and and be successful when you have a whole bunch of things go wrong um they weren't good in the red zone specifically they didn't have any turnovers but it was just it was a matter of like just a couple things that if they do they win this by a couple scores and they didn't do it and wyoming ends up coming out with a win that like this is the kind of win that Wyoming seemingly has over a, a Mountain West contender like every year. They love to do this, and Air Force was the uh, yeah. was the victim this time. And I will say Wyoming's linebacker play was very good in this game. Yeah, um, they, uh, as I recall, they I think they had zero run stuff. Like they didn't they didn't like stop uh, Air Force for negative yards on a single carry the whole game, yeah. which is very hard to do against the scheme in the first place. But their their rate of uh, like successful run plays defended which means runs held to less than two yards was astronomically high like like one of the best in the country this week yeah um, they just kept everything in front of them they were very disciplined on their gaps um, they didn't get lost out there they played well against this um, credit to them that front seven was really disciplined and good I, I thought it was uh it was good work yeah they did a good job of keeping air force out of like comfortable positions like second and one third and two places yep. like that which is pretty much the the key to winning a game like this and they they yeah. did it i think air force will be fine um just 274 yards total for air force in the night by the way yeah georgia 48 south carolina 7 uh georgia's really good i don't know that there's anything else to take from it georgia's really fucking good brock bowers really yeah. good right that's what i want to talk about here is brock bowers and I mean, my God, he's a freak. And like, yeah. we, like Eric Gilbert isn't playing. We haven't really seen a ton of Darnell Washington. I, he's played obviously, but hasn't like really, you know, lit the world on fire. Yeah. But uh, Brock Bowers is, my God, like yeah. he is. People think Michael Mayer is. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, he is. He is absolutely what people think Michael Mayer is. They had a jet sweep to him for a touchdown in the first quarter. <laughs> they, 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 this is a tight end. Dude. They are running a jet sweep too. Um, yeah, he rocks. He's really, really good. The, the offense yeah. is sort of built around him, which is very fun to see. Just a, an offense built around a tight end. Um, but yeah. he also is... Lad McConkey was mean in this game too. Yeah, La- that, Lad McConkey also just good. Like as as weird as it is to say, he's just good. It's not like you don't have to be. You don't have to say like oh he's you know scrappy he's he's uh 
you know, no, under, uh, underrated athlete. Like, you know, he's just good. He's just a good receiver. Just plays football well. Um, so, so is Stetson Bennett, dude. I'm sorry to say it. Yeah. Like, he, he's playing really well. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he operates really well within this offense, I think. He, he, does a, he does a really good job of doing what they need him to do. Georgia, last thing here from me, Georgia's success rate in this game was 65%. Uh, that's that's not it's not gonna work it's not gonna work if you're south carolina they only had two explosive plays in this game georgia did didn't need them just uh, i'm just gonna go down the field i don't think i'm i don't think you guys are gonna stop me and uh they were right didn't stop them no interest at all in stopping them um southern ridiculous southern illinois 31 northwestern 24 Uh, really really quick really quick on georgia sorry before we get into that game uh i just want to point out how excellent of downfield blocking they have from their receivers yeah uh these guys, I mean, I know we talked about the Georgia weight room before. These guys are so strong and so tough and just like they create explosive plays via their blocking. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Their their perimeter blocking in general is is fantastic. Like you see it on, on plays down the field as well, but uh running specifically, their their receivers are excellent at uh yes. at locking up the outsides. It makes a difference. It makes a big difference. Um all right, Southern Illinois thirty one, Northwestern twenty four. Uh Jesus. Jesus, guys. Yuck. Yeah. It's uh it's not. It's not good. It's not good at Northwestern. I don't think. I, I'm no. Defense is really, really not good. Offense is. It's still. I mean, Evan Hall is playing well. <laughs> Evan Hall. Evan Hall is playing well, pretty well, but uh, he's playing well. Uh, in, in like before the last second of a play when he's yeah. fumbled the ball ad nauseum. Yeah, uh, he, he, he only he had cannot a, stop putting the ball in the turf. I think he only had the. Did he have two lost in this one, or just? He had, I, think I he, believe he had two lost. It's, it's I'll, I, check, I'll I, pull it up. Okay, I'm seeing one listed, but it could very well be two. Uh, Northwestern, regardless, had five turnovers in this game. That's not going to do it. Yeah. That's that's not going to. Uh, when you run 107 plays and you have five turnovers, that's not going to do it. Like, it's 93 scrimmage plays, but um, they're just they're going really fast and they're not very good at playing football, and so they're turning the ball over extremely quickly. Um, pretty much every time they touch it. And, uh, yeah, that's, it's not a recipe for being good at football generally. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Um, I don't, the, the stats for, uh, the same game on paper do not have a hell of a fumble, but I do work. I mean, he did fumble. So this way just be inaccurate. Yeah. Like we saw that, right. He, he, oh, sorry. No, he did lose a fumble. Yeah. He yes. lost, he lost uh, at least one. I don't know if he lost a second. Yeah. It's I saw that. I'm not crazy. Yeah. Um, they have a weird split on this thing, but, uh, yeah, he, he lost a fumble. They said, there's not a second one listed. I seem to recall one. Maybe I'm just misremembering either way. Like you said, five turnovers just can't happen for this team. Uh, yeah. it's impossible to win doing that. But besides that, I think they got outcoached, not schemed in this game. Yeah, like, I, I think they're, they're just like the defense is really not good. It's not very disciplined. They're not really doing anything, especially creative on that side of the ball. Um, I just I don't think that they're in a great place right now as a program. I, I don't know. It's not the kind of program that's going to be looking to move on. Right. But I just I think they need something new. They need some they need a clean slate of sorts at coordinators in the in both coordinator spots. I think that they just the like the linebackers are fucking pathetic right now. They're awful, awful, awful linebacker play, awful yeah. defense in general. I just they don't have they don't have the horses. They don't have the guys, and they're not coaching them especially well. The guys who they do have, I couldn't agree more. Uh, um, Oklahoma, and that's development too, right? Like you, you have yeah. to, I mean, you can teach guys how to run faster. It's not hard. Yeah, I mean, the recruiting has not dropped off significantly. I don't think. Uh, <laughs> like you, you, you'd think that. You would think that it would be about the same as it once was, and the guys who they are putting out there are just not as good as they used to be, and that that's usually yeah. a development thing. Um, 
coaching certainly an issue as well. Oklahoma 49, Nebraska 14. Um, Oklahoma's offense, as it is currently designed, is much better than what Lincoln Riley does. Much, much better. M- makes much more sense than any of the shit that Lincoln Riley does. Lincoln Riley does a whole lot of uh, play calling for the sake of it. Um, Oklahoma's offense here currently makes a lot more sense. It's just better. Uh, yeah, I mean, they killed Nebraska. I, I think uh, they've also had the, had the good fortune of like not really playing anybody yet this year. Yeah. Um, and Nebraska included, but um, they did do well enough to get Eric Schneider fired after this game. So yeah, uh, love that. <laughs> good on good on Jeff Levy for that. Um, yeah, I am. Uh, I was very excited to watch their game this upcoming weekend against Kansas State, but I feel like that polish has kind of come off with the next with one of the next games we're going to talk about, which is Tulane beating Kansas State. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean Oklahoma looks looks good, man. I mean Dylan Gabriel's been very efficient. I believe he's at like sixty seven percent completion on the year, uh, putting the ball downfield pretty well, almost ten yards an attempt. Um, they're protecting him pretty well as well. The, like Eric Ray has made some plays in open space, uh-huh. averaging almost eight yards of carry this year. He's been a real – a guy who has looked good his whole career and never really put it together seems to be finally starting to break out, which is exciting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Oklahoma's doing some things, man. I, I really didn't expect they'd be this far along. Uh, this really Venables era. I was prepared to make fun of them a lot, but I think they're I think they're coming along pretty well. Yeah, it, it seems like they're they're good to to very good at this point, and, and obviously yes. would like to see them against a more uh, capable competition than Nebraska certainly. But um, Dylan Gabriel's good. I mean, th- this is like he's good. He's a good quarterback. He was good at UCF. I don't know why he would have stopped being good, um, and he he remains he remains good. I liked watching Eric Gray. Eric Gray runs in a really weird way. He's like kind of he does doesn't really look very athletic when he runs but he gets you know he picks up yards and then every once the in a while he'll just make a jump cut where he's like he like transports three yards to one side or the other and like leaves some guy in the dust yeah yeah he's a he's a weird dude but <laughs> i like watching him play i think that oklahoma was was good here defense looks i mean this is i don't think nebraska's offense is like that bad and the, the defense here for oklahoma looked pretty good um all, all things considered so credit to them for that as well they got a ton of pressure ton of pressure on um on Casey Thompson in this game. I don't know how many that how much that actually bore out in the stats, but they were in the backfield all day. Um so good uh good looks yeah. for them, I guess. I'm I'm curious like I said to see them against an actual opponent here at some point. Syracuse 32, Purdue 29. Um I don't really know. I don't really know that there are opinions that I can have on this one. It was really bad for 3 quarters and then it was extremely good for one. Yeah, I mean, I feel bad for Purdue, right? Like that they they clearly outplayed Syracuse for almost that entire game. Yeah, they outgained them four eighty five to three oh six. Um, I mean, they had a million chances in that first half to put them away, yeah. and only went into the half up nine six, which is like talk about the end of the game and the boneheaded penalties. That's a huge contributing factor as well. But like, you also had a lot of chances to score and put the game put the game out of reach or at least demoralize Syracuse. Yeah, and you didn't do it. They kept hanging around. Like you kept wasting big plays from from Charlie Jones uh, and Aiden O'Connell. Um, like Garrett Schrader started off slow. Sean Tucker never got going. Yeah. Uh, and, and they just didn't do anything about it. They just they like any blue coverages. They took penalties, put uh, themselves in bad positions, and eventually Schrader uh, just had that bomb to uh, uh, Gadsden uh, in the corner there, and, and that was that. Man, that was all she wrote. Like yeah. Um, it could have been. I mean, they should have won this game by two or three scores. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Purdue is, I, I think, pretty obviously Purdue is better than Syracuse, but also Purdue didn't do what it needed to do here. 
Um, and I, I don't know that it had the game like stolen from it so much as it's just like, you know, you should have scored. Oh, some of their fans were saying that that's nonsense. Yeah. yeah. I also, um, I want to, I want to make clear here. You might feel bad for Purdue. I will never feel bad for Jeff, for Jeff Brom. Fuck that guy. I do not like Jeff Brom. I'm glad to see him lose. I think it's good. <laughs> I do not. I, I think he's just so far down my list of concerns. There's so yeah, many worse guys I even, just, like, I, in I, his own division. I have a blanket fatwa against the entire Big Ten. And so for anything bad to happen to the Big Ten is good for me. So I like that um i do also like syracuse a lot more than i like purdue just in general i i I, syracuse is a much more likable program for me um yeah sure dino's cool yeah only real takeaway outside of that for me here was the trio of pass catchers who were really influential in this game um aronde gadson the second who you mentioned earlier for syracuse huge huge body i think he's like six five two twenty um he was very good here charlie jones who rocks (laughs) full on just charlie jones rocks he's just really good he's always open he's uh good good for him to get away from iowa and to immediately start uh thriving and then Payne durham who is a very very good big 10 tight end who will be the highest paid tight end in the nfl in like four years or something like that is the exact kind of guy who will uh will become that but um don't uh don't forget about our boy courtney jackson here gateway gator legend yeah um played well for syracuse let's 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 make sure we give him his props too yeah some fun fun uh fun fourth quarter wish it would have been a better game in general but uh you know syracuse does enough even if it probably shouldn't have won the game speaking of teams that shouldn't have won the game that they won indiana 33 western kentucky 30 I mean, Indiana, it's just not like I'm I'm frustrated by this. And it has really honestly made me dislike Indiana. The fact that they keep winning these fucking games. I, I, I was not people, people who listen to this show understand that I was not an Indiana hater by any means. But the fact that they keep winning these fucking games, there, there's no universal justice being uh, being enforced upon the Hoosiers. It, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I'm sick of it. Yeah, um, I, I mean they're not very good, right? No, like they're not very good. Things, like their offensive line's terrible. Their offensive play calling's really poor. I think Connor Basilak's actually played pretty well. Like he's been like one of their like him and Sean Shivers are a decent backfield duo. Yeah, but it, it, it's just like besides that, the rest of this team is they just feel undeserving. <laughs> like everything yeah. they're doing, I, like it, it shouldn't be working. But three and zero is three and zero. I mean, like I, I guess I don't know, like this is as good as it's going to get for them the rest of the season, right? Like they're going to finish, you know, like four and eight. So, I mean, I might as well let them have their fun now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not really a, cool uh, to say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's certainly not like a, uh, it's, it's not, you know, I'm not like super pressed about Indiana being three, and zero, but um, I don't know. I, I, if you're Indiana, I almost feel like winning these games is bad because you're going to be stuck with the same sh- shitty staff for another season. And you're going to waste another year of players. Like I, I don't, what is the what is the what's the payoff at the end of this? You're obvious. This team is obviously not good. They are obviously not a good football team. What is the point? What is I, yeah, I just, two I more years of Walt Bell? Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand what the uh, you know while uh, while Kane Walmack nearly pulls off an upset over UCLA and while Kalen DeBoer is is lighting it up at Washington, you've got this fucking guy. Like I just I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. What is the point? Um, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is for that. But I'm. Uh, I'm frustrated about Indiana, even though they, they win this game, it's, you know, better than losing it, I guess, but they really should probably be one and two right now. And I, I don't imagine that this is going to last, uh, yeah. Co- coastal Carolina, 38 Buffalo, 26 coastal Carolina just kind of does this. Like, I, I don't know if I have a better explanation for it. I, I don't really know if I've like, 
I don't yeah. I don't really want to exclu- excuse it because we talk about with like title contending teams how you you can't be doing this you can't just fuck around all the time you need to prove that you're good sometimes and they really don't do that against teams that they should be doing that against but um, that's the best answer I have is that they just they just do this they they just do this sometimes. I, I mean, yeah, it seems like they're like so far basically they are not that good, but they are good enough that no one on their schedule is going to be capable of beating them for a while. Yeah, like until they have that rendezvous with Marshall in late October, which uh, we'll, we'll see if Marshall is on that level. I'm not, yeah, I'm not convinced fully that Marshall can do that. Right. Well, they and they play like they play at Marshall, home against App State, home against Southern Miss, at Virginia, at James Madison, like for the yeah. last five games of the season consecutively. So They'll we're going to find out what Coastal is, <laughs> but we yeah. might not know anything about them until then. Um, uh, Buffalo sucks. I guess I'm more interested in how far Buffalo's fallen under Milinguist. They look terrible. Yeah, they they don't look good. They don't. It's another one where it's like I don't really know what you're even trying for here. I mean, I guess you're trying to be like what he's trying to be the talent acquisition guy at Buffalo. I don't. I don't Bizarre. really. I don't really understand that. I don't know how that would yeah. work, uh, especially given what. And we'll talk about this in a minute. But given what they're they're one of the most successful coaches in the school's history is doing currently at Kansas and how different his approach is from what Mo Linguist is trying to do. I don't know why you would go so far away from that after it worked. How did Mo learn this from him, dude? Where did he get this? I don't know. I don't know. Was he on the staff? Yeah, wasn't he? I'm pretty sure he was the OC. I don't think so. I think that, I think that, I think Lance has had the same staff with him for, for a while now. Oh no, you're right. I was wrong. Yeah. never mind. But, uh, no, yeah, he he was a former Buffalo uh, uh, assistant, like in 2012, but not yeah. on Lance Lapples. Yeah, I, I don't know what what Lance did to to. I mean, I guess he left pretty late in the process, but like, why would you shoot yourself in the head like that <laughs> if you're Buffalo? Like, why would you not try to hire a Lightfoot assistant or just someone like him? I, I don't I don't understand. Yeah. It. Very very strange state of affairs. You know what there. he did before he was the Buffalo head coach? You know his previous stop. He was at Michigan for five minutes, wasn't he? Uh no, it was never at Michigan. No, Mo Linguist was, the... was he was at Michigan, but he left. Uh, he was going to be co he was going to be co DC with Mike McDonald, and he he left before the before he ever coached a game. Oh, before he actually coached. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, because before this, his previous job was the Dallas Cowboy defensive backs coach. Very strange. Very strange to hire yeah. that guy as your head coach. Um, UCLA thirty two, South Alabama thirty one. UCLA survives. They, I mean, UCLA survives, and they probably shouldn't be undefeated still, but they remain undefeated. South Alabama, um, really noble effort. Impressed with a lot of what they're doing. They they're are a good football yeah, team. Yeah, they are yeah. good. Like I thought, like, like I thought they were. Like we thought they were. Um, Ladamian Webb, hard name to say, is really really fun to watch. Huge running back. He's like th- this kid has to be at yeah. least two hundred and forty pounds. Very very enjoyable watching him play football. That's it was kind of funny. The two big upset bids the day were this and uh, Southern Illinois. Yeah, and Southern Illinois also had that giant running back who was playing wildcat for them. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. like he he was listed at six two, no shot. He was taller than five ten. Yeah, uh, and was like two forty. But anyway, yeah, um, we, yeah, we UCLA love a, we really, love a big running back. Really troubling for UCLA. Their rushing attack seems to have fallen apart. Yeah, um, I'm not it, sure. Not, I'm not sure what's going on with them. I'm not sure what's going on well, with the, this uh, this offense in general. They lost their run game coordinator. I mean, that's just not great. I mean, with Justin Fine leaving for Ohio State, but you can question how much how much role he actually had yeah. in Chip Kelly offense. Usually, it's just Chip. But um, Dorian Thompson Robinson's dropbacks were the only like positive EPA uh, plays that UCLA had on the day. Like that was it. He was the only thing working for them, and he wasn't. I wouldn't call him brilliant or anything like that, but he kept the chains moving. Like he was the only one that was doing that. Um, 
Uh, ultimately, I can't wait. I'm really impressed with South Alabama. I'm really concerned by UCLA and correct what we expected from them. Yeah. I think they still have a pretty soft schedule and will win some games, but I don't think they're necessarily a quality football team. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Kane's going to get that power five job pretty soon. Yeah, I, I, I think for sure. And uh, UCLA had a fumble like right on the goal line that would have made this not quite as drastic as it needed to be or as it ended up being. But um, definitely some concerns about the UCLA rushing attack. I think it's still pretty well designed. It's just that they like, I don't know, it's just not working very well. They, they're not the down to down success is not there. There's still explosive plays. There's still cool stuff that the rushing attack is providing, but it's not it's definitely not what it was for whatever reason. And, and Justin Fry's departure could be part of that. I think that there could be issues up front. Zach Charbonnet could just be regressing, but um, whatever it is, the rushing attack is not currently what it was last season. And that's, that's a bummer. I liked watching it last season. I hope it, I hope it gets better. Um, Notre Dame, 24 Cal, 17 evil game. <sighs> Jesus Christ. I, I really like, I watched a lot of this, and I, I don't remember a single goddamn thing from it. It was just, it's just bad. It's just bad football. Like, really not, not you know, oh, wow, Notre Dame finds a way. Like, no, these are just two not very good teams. Yeah, I, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I thought Jack Plummer was one of the worst things I've ever had to watch, him, yeah. him trying to play quarterback. Yeah. Uh, 16 of 37 on the day, 184 yards. Uh, took six sacks as well. Um, I, I guess, like, if I were to try to give a compliment to Notre Dame, I would say their defensive line looks good. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. that's about all I've got for them this season. Everything else is pretty disappointing. They can't push the ball downfield, obviously, with Drew Pine. Um, their offensive coordinator seems to hate all of his players. All of his players seems to hate him. Yeah. Um, their head coach is just a pretty boy who has no idea what he's doing. Um, their recruiting class looks worse by the day. Um, I don't have, I don't know what to say about their name right now. This is, this is a tailspin. Yeah. In Tommy Reese's defense, I also hate all of his players. Um, yeah. Tulane 17, Kansas State 14 or 10. Um, either way, final result is Kansas State losing to Tulane. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This is one, there's one, uh, this here, and then also Louisiana losing to Rice. I just don't know. I don't know. I, I, I can't, I don't know that I can offer an, an explanation for this because I have no idea. It, it's just, yeah, sometimes college football is kind of weird, and that uh, that's my best yeah. answer for this. Just Kansas State offense was not working in the way that you really hope it would. Uh, Deuce Vaughn was yeah. not horribly effective. Adrian Martinez was just not basically a non-factor. I don't think Tulane is good. I still don't. I still did not take from this that they like Tulane pretty good. Like no, I, I don't think they are. I think it's just yeah. one of those games, I guess. I do appreciate the Tulane looked at it. I mean, they had a chance. They, it's the way they won the game. I, I'm, I'm not sure if our fan, if people are watching this live or not, but uh, they had a fourth and one on their own 24 with two minutes left, up 17-10, and they went for it and got it to ice the game. Yeah. Because uh, Kansas State had no timeouts left. But, like, that is a big nuts call from Willie Ferris. That is like yeah. going for a fourth and one inside your own 25 is uh, – that's big boy football, man. Like, I mean, kudos to him for recognizing his team was not actually that good. It was, like, not yeah. going to – the longer the game went, the less they had a shot to win. So just one play to win it or lose it. I appreciate him acknowledging that and going for it. Yeah. Um, like you said, I don't think Tulane's that good. Uh, Kansas State put the ball on the ground four times, and yeah. they lost all four of them. Four fumbles lost is insane. That's yeah. <laughs> that's just that's that? of course that's like a huge fumble luck game, right? Yeah. Like that just happens. But also Tulane's defense has been excellent this year. They they played three games. 
and allow 20 total points. Yeah, um, really weird way that they do it too because they do not pressure the quarterback or really make any big plays no. at all. They had zero havoc plays in this game. It's just like they, they just stop you. They just get off the field. It's uh, it's strange. It's a very strange thing that they have going on. But um, I am glad that Tulane is at least back to winning some football games. I did not like two and ten Willie Fritz, even if I even if I disagree with his offensive coordinator hire this offseason, which. Um, doesn't seem like it's working great. Doesn't seem like the offense is especially fixed here, but uh, glad that the defense is good enough to get them a uh, pretty big win. Pretty cool win for, for Tulane. Good for them. Um, for sure. App State 32, Troy 28. Uh, App State wins on a really, really wild Hail Mary that is uh, deflected yeah. at the initial point of contact and then caught by a different receiver and taken into the end zone. Um, I think App State probably deserved to win the game in general. I think they were better here than Troy, but uh, the way that they do it was certainly very funny and kind of uh, gives off more of a sign that they weren't the better team here. They were the better team here, but they, they did not do enough until that play, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a ton of other thoughts this game. I, I mean, like you said, I don't know that App... Like, App had some... Had some... App had some more success on offense than, than, I, than Troy was. They were more consistent outside the football uh, and eventually ended up pulling the game out. But, yeah, man, I don't know. I mean, uh, that's an insane play. I mean, it was it was fun to watch. I don't really have any other deep thoughts about this beside this game. Sometimes you just got to survive with the win, right? That's all it comes down to. Like, uh, yeah. good on App for finding a way to win the game. They really, I, I don't know, like, weren't uh, – it was, it was good, I mean, in very bizarre circumstances. Um Shane, this game was on ESPN Plus, by the way, but that's that's the only other mention. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll, I'll say quickly as well the the immediate Troy rebound under John Sumrall, it's it's real. That that is uh, that's correct, and I think that the West is going to be a much more interesting race this season than it has been in years past in the Sun Belt, with Troy being seemingly competent again, with South Alabama being certainly competent again, and with Louisiana being uh, mortal apparently uh so interesting glad to see that the west needed some excitement and that's uh that'll provide it uh oregon 41 byu 20 byu didn't have Good either God. of its yeah byu didn't have either of its top two receivers and that's it that was it that was the entire thing that i took away from this is that yeah byu didn't have its top two receivers and looked kind of tired and that was sort of the whole game i think it's a bit deep in that too right i mean i think oregon really kicked the shit out of them like, yeah this they was, did this was uh, this was a real, it's a kind of game that makes me reconsider what I think about Oregon, what I think about BYU, what I think about Baylor, and what I think about Georgia, like yeah. based on the results so far this season. Like, I'm now reevaluating all those thoughts in my head. Um, but they dog walked it, man. They got absolutely dog walked. Uh, I thought Jaron Hall was great, but like you said, they had no no rushing attack, and, and there weren't a ton of explosive plays coming for the receivers. I thought those top two guys in there, um, he was pleading a lot of passes, moving the ball downfield, but um BYU couldn't run the football and they couldn't get a stop and Oregon could do both of those things at will yeah um and that was the game right and like this game is not even as close as the as the 21 point margin indicates too this is some late score if BYU didn't matter yeah um this was a name of scoring game from Oregon they yeah. took out the starters in the third quarter I I there is maybe a uh a, a definition to be applied here as well we just talked about a fumble luck game um I do think that there is a a possibility of the existence of a Bo Nix luck game for Oregon where Bo Nix is good like twice a season and you win a, yeah. a weird game that you probably shouldn't because of that. Um, that I, I think that that is a distinct possibility here as well is that like, yeah, Bo Nix played well and he's not going to do that very often. And that's sort of the thing that kind of defined the game here is that, yeah, Bo Nix had one of his two good games per season. He loves to do that. Yeah. And, uh, 
Yeah, you know what? It's uh, <laughs> we, when you're wrong, you're wrong, and and Oregon made us wrong here. So, good for them. Good for Bo Nix. I am excited to see. I, his I'm gonna downfall. put that one on you, actually, brother. I don't, I don't think I'm gonna take the. I, don't, I think I'm gonna hang that one on me. I think you gotta you gotta hold that one. On your I don't. Hair. I don't know about all that. I don't know about all that. I, you you have said some things on Oregon in recent. <laughs> Fair weeks and months. Yeah. So whatever. I I don't. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I'm not that worried about Bo Nix being good moving forward. That's not not a, not one of my primary concerns uh, regarding. You know who our, is good? Regarding our you opinions, who is good? Uh, who is good is that boy Sam Pittman uh, defeating the evil Bobby Petrino. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm gonna say Arkansas like 38, Missouri State 27. I'm not. I'm not gonna say that that's good from Sam. That's Pittman. just how he drew it up. That's just how he drew it up. <laughs> Exactly what they wanted. No, I mean, obviously, it's a pretty bad result for them. No one's excited about this if you're an Arkansas fan. But, yeah. I mean, look, man, it's just sometimes there's a weird game. Sometimes you just got to get out of there with the win against the, uh, an evil ex-head coach hell-bent on destroying you and your soul. Yeah. Um, and they, they, they expunged the curse, right? They did it. So sure. uh, they vanquished Petrino. They are now back to... Uh, to be able to go ahead and be Texas A&M's ass next week. Get back, get back to Wampin. Yeah, Missouri State quarterback Jason Shelley, who played well in general, sacked eight times in this game. That's that's not what you want if you're if you're Missouri State. <laughs> that's not ideal. No. Even as they do almost pull this one off. Um, yeah, interesting, weird game. I'm not gonna again. I'm not gonna read a whole lot into that. I, I don't know that that's that feels like sort of an anomaly at this point. Wake Forest 37, Liberty 36. Uh, Wake Forest just didn't tackle in the beyond like the first quarter. Just decided not to tackle. And Liberty also had. I I, I went back through and watched through this one this morning. Liberty had nothing like no fewer than five just chuck it up and pray touchdowns or like <laughs> plays in general where like the, just the game on the line. Quarterback is is rushed. No real hope to get anything done. Throws the ball up in the air. There's the timer. Um, throws the ball up in the air, and somehow a Liberty receiver comes down with it. I mean, this is, I, I'm again, I'm not going to read too much into this because Jesus Christ, they just kept getting those breaks. It was not, it was not yeah. representative of football quality by any means. I, I will say, on the other hand, Liberty had six turnovers in this game. Yeah, uh, and still came within a point of upsetting Wake Forest on the road. Like, yeah. I, I think at a certain point in time, Wake Forest like complete inability to stop anything on defense is just a, a real big issue here yeah like I, I, this team was supposed to finally have the good defense right it was supposed to be the final of the year they brought all the guys back everyone was saying it and i i just don't see any growth from them there i think they're kind of this may come back to bite me later in the year but i think they're kind of clearly a step down for their acc title contenders I, I think they're really not in that top group in my opinion um still still a damn fun football team but i i just know that i'm taking this team very seriously this year <sighs> I, the run defense is not very good. The run defense struggled. I really, I really don't know that I'm going to blame the pass defense a ton for this because Caden Salter was not like that effective. He was sacked twice. They picked him off twice. Uh, the passes that he did complete, liter- like five or six of them were literally just fourth down. He threw it up and somebody happened to catch it. And I, I really don't know that I'm going to blame Wake Forest for that. I think that those, I think that those are, are you know almost always going to end up going incomplete and Liberty just happened to get all five of them or whatever it was. Like it was, I, I really don't want to, I don't yeah, want to Mario Douglas this. is the guy who was, who yeah. was doing that. It was thing. an unbelievable yeah. number of plays where that happened. Where it just like the like Caden Salter had nothing going on, running around in the backfield, was going to get sacked, just throws the ball up in the air, and somehow it ends up as a, as a first down or a touchdown. There was one where the ball was intercepted in the ends. I think it was the tying what would have been the tying touchdown if they hadn't missed on the two point conversion, but it was intercepted in the end zone. And the, the, like it, 
Wake Forest player like hits the ground, it bounces out of his hands and into a Liberty's player's hand. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> some of the bounces that they were getting. Um, I'm I'm not quite ready to downgrade Wake Forest. I I I I still think Wake Forest has the kind of potential to compete seriously, especially with I mean, NC State and Clemson have not exactly lit lit it up in the early you know in the early stage of this season. We'll Very get, true. We'll get to see Wake Forest Clemson next week. I I will spoil my pick for that briefly. I do think Wake Forest can win that game. I I, I would not be surprised if they win that game. Um, I uh, I need to watch some more of Clemson. I haven't watched much Clemson this year. I think I've seen enough to know what I need to know, but yeah. I still want to spend some more time watching them. Would not recommend it. Um, Penn State 41, Auburn 12. I've seen a lot of people using this as Penn State positivity. That is wrong. Auburn is bad. Auburn is a very, very bad football team. This is yeah. good for Penn State I mean, for getting the job done, but this is right. not a team that you can judge yourself against. These guys are really it's bad. Still, it's still nice to blow out a bad football team, yeah. right? Like, it's, it's better like, than do not it, doing it. Still it. Feels- Right. And I guess like the thing you'd say is that the one thing Auburn was supposed to have coming out of this game was a good run defense. Uh, and the fact that Nick, Nick Singleton and Ktron Allen look as good as they did, I yeah. think is pretty encouraging. Like those guys' ability just to, to read uh, that defense and their vision they, they showed off. So I thought it was pretty impressive. Um, I think Penn State's pretty clearly the third best team in the conference, but it's yeah. also a pretty massive drop off from two to three. Yeah. Um, and. They're like a fringe top 15, top 20 team this season, which is a, that's a good enough year for Penn State. Like maybe if Sean Clifford uh, takes some time away from football and Drew Lauer comes in and it changes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe if Sean Clifford experiences some sort of mental breakdown, then, then Penn State can compete for the Big Ten. Yeah. If Sean Clifford has some kind of spiritual revelation that causes him to, to consider what he wants out of life a different way, uh, maybe, we, maybe we, we look at this differently, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Penn State generates six sacks, 11 tackles for loss, and seven turnovers in this game. Again, not going to read into this too much as a reflection of Penn State's quality. I think they're the third best team in the Big Ten, and I'm not saying that as a compliment to Penn State. I am saying that (laughs) as an insult to the Big Ten. This is your third best team right here. Um, Brian Harson got to be getting fired here sometime within the next, I mean, couple hours as we record this on Sunday night. How the fuck can you keep going with this guy? That is, that's a disaster. Well, that is a disaster. I'm sure the price of math and the buyout, like they just do this a lot season and they can save some money doing it. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, uh, How about Kansas 48? Yes. 30. Yes. This was the playback stream of the week. Uh, because of the weather delay, it was just Taylor and I for most of it. We had a great time. We, we had a blast watching this. Um, these guys just fucking like, I don't know. I don't want to repeat myself from last week. These guys rock. They just rock. They're really, really fun to watch. They're just a very good football team. Yes. Uh, Jalen Daniels is awesome. Yeah. Uh, the stat line was anything crazy. Again, I think he accounted for like a little under 300 yards total today. Yeah. Uh, but five touchdowns, <laughs> uh, for him overall. Um, just the guy who runs the offense, man. Like he, I think clearly outplayed Clayton Toon. Uh, in my opinion, Clayton Toon continued to kind of be a uh, to, to go backwards on what he had last year, just to not really see much from him or anything of Dale's top target. Yeah. Um, but Kansas just beat the shit out of Houston, man. They went in their house, beat it by 18 points. I think you can argue it should have been worse than that. Yeah. Um, pretty good sign for them, by the way, that they were able to get after Clayton Toon so well. Um, four sacks in the day. Uh, overall, had seven tackle for a loss generated. Uh, and a stop rate of 41%. Uh, this defense is just playing very, very well against Houston, yeah. which is not supposed to happen. Like, I, I think we I think we expected some growth from the Kansas offense this year. The Kansas defense being this good against Houston, I did not see this coming. Yeah, and, and I, I will say, like, 
the stuff that Houston is doing on offense does not make any sense. The way that this offense is designed, I don't know what happened in the off season, but yeah. it has gotten it has gotten much much worse. And I really don't understand that. I don't know what they what they did, why they decided to change a lot of what they were doing. But the the number of screens in this offense, the general just sort of uh, how conservative they are with how they do things. I don't know if they're not confident in the offensive line, whatever it might be. But they just they don't throw the ball down the field. They really don't do a whole lot of anything offensively that I think is interesting or, or especially compelling. And I just I don't understand how you can manage that with the guys that they have here. Like Tank Dell is a really good football player. I, I really Tazan Henry I think is good. I, I I've seen Clayton Toon throw the ball down the field. I don't know how they have created this. It's uh, it's bad. It's really really bad. And the 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 fourth quarter in this game was a great example because. Houston was down 18 for almost all of it um, and engineered a like a 15-play, six-minute drive at one point during the fourth quarter, and it ended in a field goal. And then Kansas immediately came back down and kicked a field goal of its own. And Houston, like, Houston had the ball in the fourth quarter for like 11 minutes, got three total points out of it, did not get a whole lot of anything else going offensively. And it wasn't just that they had a whole bunch of three and outs. Like, they were moving down the field. They just, there was no urgency to anything that they're doing. Um, yeah. Really, really poor in game coaching from Dana, who is uh, kind of famous for this at this point. And he wants uh, to do it. it's just, it's frustrating. It is frustrating what Houston has done after their success last season. It seems like they have taken the exact wrong lesson from all of this. But um, on the other side of things, yeah, Kansas, the defense is, is further along than I expected it to be at this point. They are aggressive, they make good plays, they have some really freaky guys on the defensive line specifically, some tackles who I like, some defensive mm-hmm. ends who I think played pretty well. Um, they're not going to. I also to... think. Yeah, Ohio State transfer Craig Young's been really good as well. Yes. Like like they ask him to play in space by himself a lot. He has he has sixteen tackles this year and every single one of them is a solo tackle. Yeah. Uh he is not getting any help basically. He's he's asked to bring guys down in space. Um he had seven solo tackles and a and a sack uh uh last night or Saturday night rather. Um he he's a damn good football player, man. He's yeah. I think he's I'm glad what this defense can do and just kind of like some of the guys are bringing in um, some weird pieces that are working for them. Yeah, so, and then often offensively we've talked about it a little bit, but this offense is a delight. The 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 stuff that they scheme up, it's fantastic. It was uh every time they were on the on the field I had to I was I was locked in watching the shit that they were doing because it's just so cool the the motion the way that they run the football um the plays that they are able to create by using Jalen Daniels as a rushing threat by getting a whole bunch of guys involved um it's just it's really good it's a really really good offense I'm very happy for Kansas um and I'm gonna I'm gonna just enjoy watching them I think they're just a good football team and that's that's uh, that's the Lance Leipold promise I'm very very pleased yeah. with it. Very pleased with what is going on there. Um, LSU 31, Mississippi State 16. I mentioned earlier with Air Force the idea of margins games, where when you play a unique system, when you play a system like the ones that these teams play, you are banking on being able to to create or to, to make up for a talent disadvantage with stuff that you are doing on the field. Um, and when you do that, you cannot afford to make a whole lot of mistakes. And Mississippi State made a couple of mistakes that you can't, that you just can't do. They had four turnovers, one of which I believe was just a drop, like a punt that they just dropped, just just at the point of uh, at the point of the catch, just dropped it. Um, LSU was not especially compelling here, but Mississippi State made too many mistakes and and was was burnt by a more athletic and more talented team because of it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. 
Moving on from that game, we have Maryland 34, SMU 27. Um, fun game here, kind of exactly what you expect it would be. A lot of, a lot of just on the ball around the yard. Yeah. Um, not a ton of offensive plays, though, for uh, for Maryland. They, I feel like they didn't run that many. Yeah. Uh, just overall, they only ran 74 plays compared to uh, SMU's 100. It was even it was even worse than that. It was 60 to 92 with scrimmage plays. Um, oh, damn. Yeah. It, oh, yeah, it, good call, good call. I'm looking at the wrong. Yeah, kind of yeah. This this is a weird one. I don't really know that I'm going to take a ton from this as well. I'm saying that a lot, but we are also still in week three. Um, the main thing that I came out of this thinking, one, Rasheed Rice is fantastic, and two, he deserves much better than Tanner Mordecai. You've got a guy who has yeah. arm talent on your roster. You, you've got it's, a guy. It's time to consider Preston Stone, yeah, right? It's, I, it's, 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 it's time. This is not – Tanner yeah. Mordecai is just not very good. He's just not very good. He like I get that yeah. he, he can run your offense, whatever. He doesn't throw the ball very well. He's not – He's yeah, not. He's not an especially attack, talented quarterback, right? Yeah, um, not very impressive whatsoever. Um, I will say one one other thing I wanted to take away from this before we move on to the next game, or kind of speeding up here to these last few games. Yeah, um, is the depth of the Maryland receiver room is pretty impressive. Uh, we knew they had Raheem Jarrett and Dante Demas coming in, right? And those guys like Dante Demas had a pretty good night. Uh, he or sorry, rather Raheem Jarrett had a pretty good night with sixty five yards and a touchdown, but uh, Dante Demas only had one target. Uh, Jacob Cope, like like a lot of guys had just a, a target or two here or there. Um, a lot of guys can make plays from Maryland when needed to, can throw this ball around. Um, they are very adaptable to situational football on what they need at their personnel, yep. um, which is kind of cool to watch in their offense and a testament to um, at least one side of the football working and recruiting for, for Mike Hawksley. Yep. Uh, the other side, no, no comment. No but, comment. Uh, <laughs> None of my business. <laughs> uh, He's doing well on offense, getting his personnel and his scheme right. Um, what is our next game here, Pat? Well, also real quick on Maryland, um, guys, this is exactly what they do every year, and they're going to be sacrificed to Michigan next week. Whatever the line is on that game, you should take the Michigan. You should take Michigan to cover it. Like that is that is going to be a massacre. Um, they cannot get enough of this. Uh, next game is Arizona thirty-one, North Dakota State twenty-eight. I do not. I do not believe it. I am not going to admit defeat on this. They're just. I just don't believe it. They're not good. I've seen it. I've seen these guys play. They're not good. I'm telling you, they're not good. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, they're just not. They're not good. I get that they won the game. They're not good. <laughs> they're not. Jacob Cowley is the only good player on this roster. Yeah, like Jaden Delora is is capable enough of getting the ball to him and and Dorian Singer as well and uh, uh, the the freshman McMillan who doesn't actually really do anything. He's just kind of there. Um, had one catch in this game. It was a good catch, but uh, just sort of there. Um, I just, no, no, they're not, this is not a good football team beyond a couple of players. They are like, uh, they are a team that exists every year and they're in a, they're in a conference that will be fairly generous to them, but come on, this, the, the, the people doing Mia culpas for Arizona did never, I, they, they didn't ever believe why they were saying the things against Arizona that they were saying. It's the same people with the, uh, you know, who immediately uh, bought in on Anthony Richardson in week one. Just no no commitment to their to their beliefs. We hold strong in our belief that no, Arizona's not actually good. It will it will bear out. I'm I'm pretty confident that it will bear out. I do not that's think right. that this we is We will never last. apologize. Yeah, that's for sure. And we can't be held accountable. A lot of people don't uh, don't realize that, but folks We have to keep saying it. Yeah, you can't hold us accountable. It can't be done. Um, Eastern Michigan thirty, Arizona State twenty one uh, Herm Edwards fired immediately after the game. They could not just just no interest in uh, in in this result. Good win for Eastern. Did you see they Michigan. got it on video? Did you see that like they got the media on video? <laughs> Did they actually? 
there is there is video of of Herm uh, going to talk to uh, Ray Anderson and the university president whose name I'm forgetting. Um, Ray Anderson's or AD. Yeah. Uh, immediately following the game, and there are a lot of weird like backpats and handshakes. And oh no. There's some lip reading being done as to what's being said, and it seems pretty clear they let either let him know right then and there that he was fired, or that uh, he was like, "We're gonna have a meeting tomorrow to fire." He was like, the two, So um, brutal. Yeah. So. Um, uh, he got him out of there. Sam- yep. Samson Evans for Eastern Michigan in this game. 36 carries, 258 yards, one touchdown. Warrior. Hard dick warrior of the week. Good good for him. <laughs> good shit right there. Yeah. Did see you that. see the kids uh, waving the Mac flag on their field after the game? I did not. That's awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. Eastern got... Michigan's kids. Apparently, pre somehow they pre-packed a Mac flag. This game was really <laughs> funny if they just have that around with them at all times. <laughs> but, yeah, they went on the field. like, And you can almost see it. In the background of Herm getting fired, the players are running out of the field to unfurl the Mac flag. Truly, it's a wild scene. Truly, a fitting end to the <laughs> to the yeah. Herm Edwards experience. That's so great. That's like two on the nose. The Mac flag being waved in the background as Herm gets fired. Um, yeah, that's awesome. NC State twenty-seven, Texas Tech fourteen. No, no real comments on this one. Um, would like to see NC State get it into gear here at some point. I still think that they, they will. need to find some receivers, man. It's yeah. just it's just Thayer Thomas right now. Um, and that is a real problem for this team because they need a second guy. Like they have um, a Demi uh, Sumo Kongbeye, right? And they like is has been okay. He had a pretty good night this past this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, Devin Carter has been a no show this season. Um, he was supposed to be the second guy behind Thayer. He's like their best athlete on the roster overall. Maybe is this big six three NFL looking receiver mm. who just drops the ball all the time, doesn't run good routes, has not improved as a player. Um, pretty disappointing. Daryl Jones, the transfer from Maryland, I thought was going to be better. Yeah. They just need to find a consistent second receiver behind Thayer Thomas, or realistically, probably a consistent third receiver behind Demi as well. Yeah. Um, they need to get better here uh, at receiver because, uh, I, I mean, either you think that's the issue or that Devin Leary just got a lot worse in the offseason, which I'm not buying. Yeah. Um, but his numbers are down significantly, and I think they need to find a way to improve on that. Yep, agree with all of that. USC 45, Fresno State 17. Um, this game ended pretty much as soon as Jake Hayner got hurt, and also when um, Jeff Tedford decided down by 18 points to kick a field goal, which they missed, of course. Um, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? Second half, you're down by 18 points, you're kicking a field goal. It was like fourth and three. I just cowardly, cowardly decision. I'll, I, I'll say I don't think they were going to win even if they I mean, no, if they, but uh, still, I mean, like you're you're Jeff fucking Tedford. What are you doing? That's not how Jeff Tedford coaches. You're you're not playing the character correctly. It's uh, I don't know, too conservative. But uh, yeah, USC offense remains very good um i do think that it's really funny that the cheat code for stopping usc's offense is just not pressuring caleb williams at all because he has performance anxiety and (laughs) he needs to make the biggest fucking play possible did you see the plays that uh that uh, Colton was posting at Dubsco on Twitter for those of you interested where Fresno State dropped eight into coverage and Caleb Williams just fucking runs around until he gets sacked like he 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 panics he freaks out he doesn't know what to do (laughs) he's deeply afraid of eight-man coverage it's really really good yeah Uh, I did I did find it pretty fascinating that when he was uh I believe when he was targeting his transfer receivers and skill players he was uh, Caleb Williams was twenty of twenty one for like two hundred and something yards. Yeah, and the all the other passes he was like eight of twenty one back to everybody else. <laughs> uh, he just hates homegrown USC receivers. Doesn't want them there at all. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. 
no, I mean, this was look, he was great in this game. I don't know if you can say about him. I mean, he, he was overall fantastic despite those kind of early, early plays early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, their running game is a lot better than I expected. That's that's the biggest thing I didn't see coming is how good they've been at running the ball with Travis Dye. Yeah. Um, I still want to see him do it against a team that has like any hope of matching up physically with them. Like I like when they play, they, they play Oregon State this upcoming weekend. That's right? True. That's going to be yeah. a good. That's going to be a good test for this Russian Russian attack. But it's looked good so far this year. Yeah, I'm curious to see more of it. Hope that yeah. Travis Dye is healthy. He got hurt at some point in this uh, in the second half of this game, and then hope that Jake Hayner is healthy as well. His looked uh, worse. I would say looked his, his looked much yeah. worse, but. Still hoping that he can be uh, somewhat okay. He seems to be made out of rubber, so maybe he will have some luck on that. Um, Washington 39, Michigan State 28 was not that close, was not really even kind of close. Michael Penix... Um, do I'm I, I know that you you're not a huge Michael Panix guy, but I'm just I'm really happy to see this for him. I'm I'm really really yeah. glad to see him playing well. Um, he's throwing the shit out of the football. He throws that thing we had so a, hard. We had a couple warriors and, and friends of the program uh, at this game. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, listeners of the show, Grace Deary Schmidt, Will English, were at this game. You uh, double um out there. Uh, gotta think they're responsible for this win. Gotta think yeah. they have at least some involvement. Um, no, dogs are rolling, man. Yeah, um, they're just good. They, I think I, that they are just. They good. jumped all over them. Yeah, yeah. It, it was twenty-two nothing, and then I think twenty-nine-seven uh, for that twenty-nine-eight, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Michigan State has been pretty, has pretty pretty consistently had some slow starts under Mel Tucker, and they're not getting any better at fixing that problem. And like they like they basically have a slow start against every good team that's except for Michigan. Yeah. Uh, they come ready to play for Michigan. Everyone else, they look like they don't know what's going on for the first quarter of the game, first half of the game. Uh, and Washington crews them, just bury them, right? They had the opportunity and they just, they ended it. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty much that. There's nothing else to talk about after it. Um, good win for these guys. Kalen DeBoer looks like he's doing well. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see Washington get to conference play and see how Penix looks as it goes forward. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm, I'm, uh, I would say the same for Michigan state, but I'm really not interested in them. I really don't think that they're all that compelling of a football team. Like they're, they're fine. Yeah. Whatever. They're fine. Um, rushing attack has, uh, unsurprisingly taking, taking a step back. Who could have known that the rushing attack would maybe take a step back despite the fact that they went out and, uh, they got their direct replacements as they, as they love to tell you, we got direct replacements. We don't, we don't even need, you know, we, 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 we just get a guy out of the portal every year. It's easy. It's easy to get one of the best running backs in college football out of the portal every season. You can just do that. It's fine. Um, yeah, I, they're just, yeah, whatever. This is what Michigan, we, they are who we thought they were. This is what Michigan State is. They can't, they can't win games like this. <laughs> they're just not built to do it, I don't think. They're not, they're not good enough at football to do that. Um, sick of Peyton Thorne as well. Get him out of my face. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of him. I'm tired of the Peyton Thorne agenda. I'm tired of people pretending that he's good. He's not good. He is a, uh, he's a blowout merchant on both sides. Yeah. Speaking um, of guys being who they thought we were, how about this Miami Texas A&M game? Right? Yeah. Uh, uh, the, Miami loses nine to seventeen. Um, I have done yeah. a lot of hating on these quarterbacks, Tyler Van Dyke and Max Johnson. Um, and they both stink. So you were right. They yeah, they terrible. both stink. <laughs> They're both yeah, horrible. I mean, Van Dyke uh, barely completed fifty percent of his passes. Barely hit five yards in attempt. Yeah. Uh, Two hundred seventeen yards on forty-one attempts. Just absolutely awful. Um, and that was with A&M getting no pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. There was no pressure whatsoever. And also, if you're Texas A&M, what the fuck are you doing? If The only guys you're getting are five-star offensive linemen. If you can't create pressure, what's your what's your whole thing? What's, yeah. <laughs> what, what else are you doing? It's just a Mario Cristobal team, I know, which always does this, right? They always just shit down their pants. Yeah. Um, but for A&M, uh, Max Johnson, this idea that he was like, 
Oh, it's Haynes King. It's a problem. We got to replace Haynes King. They're just the same guy. They're the <laughs> they're same both, guy. There's yeah, no they're difference. both really bad. Yeah, yeah Matt Johnson really 10 bad. of 20 for, for 140 yards and a touchdown sack three times. Uh, he didn't do shit. The, yeah. I mean, they've got one player. Uh, like it's this, it's you know, we uh, we were we were laughing about the Haynes King thing, but yeah, obviously this would be the same for Max Johnson. There's, don't they have like a four or five star on the roster? Don't I? I feel they have like a that's, five star. Connor Weigman is a true freshman. That would be too. that would be the only guy here who I would be actually interested in as a possibility of oh maybe he can get the offense going. Like yeah, that would be the only thing. But the main issue here is the is that the offense is not well it's the designed. Offense, yeah, yeah, the offense is bad, um, and it seems like the defense might also kind of not be very good, which is really funny. Like still. Structurally speaking, yeah. Miami. I know it's weird to say. Yeah, I know it's weird to say in a game where they helped the yeah. team to nine points. Like Miami shit its but... pants here. Really, we should not be giving credit to Texas a and Miami just shit its pants. Like this is this is what Mario does in these games. He cannot. He just he's not ready. He's not ready to compete. He's not. He's not built like that. He doesn't have it in him. He's, he he uh, he just pisses down his leg on the on the big stage whenever he gets here. He loves to do it. He can't get enough of it. He's a he's a little pig for it. Um, yeah, absolutely was, could not finish either. By yeah, the way, just it was no the same game. To finish. No, no. This is yeah. this is what he did at Oregon for for several years. It's what he's going to do here. He's just not a good in-game football coach. Very good program yep. builder. Not a good in-game football coach. Also, just real quick on Tyler Van Dyke, very funny that he was being propped up as a guy, like a draft prospect, over his arm this offseason. He can't throw the ball. <laughs> He's not. It's he does crazy. not have a good arm. He I just, don't. And I noted this in our in our quarterback preview that we did, but like his only thing is he's a deep ball guy. And like yeah. when you're a deep ball guy and you just have a lot of touch on the football or whatever, and you can drop it into a corner, that's a skill to have. But once teams learn you can only do that, they just start dropping the safety and they make you throw underneath or throw to the sidelines and you yeah. can't do it because you yeah. can't drive the football. Yeah. Very funny to hire Josh Gaddis as well to coach your deep ball quarterback. Yeah, yeah that'll work. That's that's his Ridiculous. offense, right? He had lots of deep balls. Um, last one uh, here. Also, oh, yeah. Really quick on AM's offense before we get out of here. Last thing. Yeah. They only got 40% available yards to them. They averaged 30 yards per drive. Jesus. Um, yeah, they suck. Just... Both of these teams suck. <laughs> <laughs> that was my yeah. takeaway. These wow, these guys are both bad. That's crazy. They, they are uh, the AP poll still has, I believe, Miami and Florida ranked, and Florida State unranked. <sighs> just, just ridiculous. We are. Uh, some, yeah. those, we got... need to start holding education camps for writers. <laughs> We've got some nasty individuals out there making their votes. Uh, Florida 31, South Florida 28. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks who aren't good, Anthony Richardson, folks, he's not good. Who, who would have ever known? He's not good. He just doesn't. Yeah. He, he's got kind of I, one speed, and he can't read the defense, and he's just not good. I'm starting to feel like I'm bullying him if I keep doing this. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. He still has. Uh, uh, he has uh, two more interceptions now. Still not a passing touchdown in the season. Uh, I believe it's now up to what seven interceptions. I, I, I had to double check that, but yeah, um, it's bad. <laughs> it's a bad amount of interceptions to have at this point in the season. It's like, what else do you need to see? Like, what what are you confused about? If you're a guy watching Eddie Richardson, like, yeah, do, what what do you think he's doing? Yeah, I don't know. I, like, I someone I, actually tell me like what like they just saw like I remember, I remember all of you freaks doing two weeks ago. You were drooling over him. You were saying he was a first round pick because he runs fast. Yeah, he can't throw a football. No, like it's you it's, think every it's very guy strange. Is, they think every guy is fucking Lamar Jackson, dude. They think if you're if you can run hard, you're you're Lamar Jackson or, or Josh Allen. It's it's not true. They're bad. It is it is also very strange to see people who were doing that two weeks ago now say, well, you know, Anthony Richardson, you take the good with the bad. Like, That's not what you were saying. <laughs> yeah. Not, and what's the good? What's the good? Is that he has one good game a year? Like that's it? 
And it seems like yeah. he kind of it has to be the first game of the season when nobody knows what he's going to do before they realize like oh oh wow this guy can't throw the ball any speed right. other than a bullet so we're just gonna fill the passing lanes and he won't have anything to do we're just gonna drop seven or eight into passing lanes and he can't do anything against it because he can't throw the fucking ball with any arc he has to throw it as hard as he can it, it's right. uh, like it's it's not a hard it's not a hard assignment well if you just drop a whole bunch of guys into a zone. You can completely take away his arm, and you can also pretty much take away his legs because he's just going to run into a defender. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the the appeal. Um, on the other side of things here, Jeff Scott coached like a coward and lost for it. Good, good, yep. glad to see that. Fuck Jeff Scott. Uh, just, just loser DNA this, to his core. This is a game where you just hate to see somebody win. Yeah, yeah. You didn't want to see either of these guys win, but. Unfortunately, somebody has to in college football. That'll do it for this week. Uh, We will talk to you guys on the recap next week, on the preview on Thursday, and on the premium show if you're a subscriber. Um, Right now. It's in your feed. Go listen to it.